synopsis. Gotta write it. Hang on. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> no! I literally just hammered this through today. It might nice. be like 10 seconds. Gotta get all the plot points in. I'm trying my best. So, yeah, but I'm probably about 10 seconds. Oh, okay. I know where we're going there. Wowzers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! And welcome to episode 22 of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Yes, this is our Thanksgiving special. My, yeah. name, my name is Matt. Uh, my name's Darren. This week we are looking at... Planes, Planes trains, trains and, and automobiles. automobiles. Yes. Uh, 1987's P.T. and A's. P.T. and A's? I don't know. going to be a cooling street, isn't it? Yeah, cooling street. P.T.A. Yeah, should we yeah. just refer to it as that from now on? Yeah, yeah. so PTA has uh, so oh, many issues. Anywho, let's uh, stop fucking about. Crack yep. on. All right, let's uh, crack on. Okay, so, then. so, have you got any facts for me from uh, 1987? All right, Darren, here are some facts from 1987. Oh. Again, I'm going to mix it up, Darren. Oh, man. So, okay. s- some might be false, some might be true. They might all be true, they might all be false. Oh, so, you little tease. I know, right? All right, so in 1987, Double Dragon was released. The fuck is Double Dragon? It's a game. It's oh, like a course. seminal it's computer a game. game. Is it? Was, it? it was like huge in the arcades. Is it? Did you never used to go to the arcades as a kid? I lived in Plymouth. We didn't really have arcades. Yeah, but there's loads of places that did. I mean, like, you must have gone to Torquay on holiday and things. And I never went Blackpool. on holiday. Yeah. Black- oh, yeah, good point. Lots of no, arcades. I always thought those were the Chevy Chevy Penny ones. You, that's all you did, is gamble. <laughs> and sat in the Dalek up there because you could sit. All right, Double Dragon. Uh, okay, in uh, 1987 as well, Bruce Willis released a Motown R&B album called The Return of Bruno. Hang on, I've got, I've got to say if the first one's true or false. Well, you, oh, yeah, you can, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, just because you're so passionate about it, I say true. Um, okay, Bruce Willis then. He definitely sang a cup. And I say sang in inverted commas. He definitely performed some songs. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll say true. Okay. All right, um... I've, I'm just doing a bit of research in films of the 80s now. I, I've discovered that 1987 seems to be the year of sequels. Okay. So we had, you'll like this, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Pol- yeah. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, right. Beverly Hills Cop 2, okay. Revenge of the Nerds, Nerds in Paradise, right. <laughs> Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Yeah, we don't talk about that it was, so it was the year of sequels there, right? Oh, you think I'm trying to catch you out? No, these were all, these were all 87. I promise the films were 87. But okay. It was, okay. It was the year of the sequel, it looked like. Nice. Well, I mean, I've never seen any of the Revenge of the Nerd films, I don't think. Well, three of those films, we've done the, the, the original. So Nightmare on Elm Street, we've done one. Oh, Police yeah, yeah, Academy yeah. one. Beverly Hills Cop, we've done mm-hmm. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. But not nerds. Not nerds. Uh, I have seen it, and I just remember watching it because it had boobs, I think. Oh, let's, let's get that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of boobs, oh. um, bras were not shown on live models on TV commercials until 1987. Prior to that, they had to be displayed on headless slash armless mannequins. Really? Apparently so. Is that in the UK or that US? That might just be the US, actually. I'll go with true with that, then. Yeah, yeah. okay. And... Uh, Somebody called Alexander O'Neill, ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Released a song called Fake mm. in 1987. <laughs> I'll say that that is a lie. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Darren, they were all true this week. Oh, were they? They were all true, oh, okay. yeah. Oh. I thought I'd try and throw you a fake. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There yeah. we are. So those are my facts for 1987. How Does about... that have to drink then? Oh, yeah. Why not? Okay. Well, I think that's exactly. just a... That's Fuck just it. a given now, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Uh, so now that we've had the facts for 1987, how about we hear some charts from 1987? Okie dokie. Well, Planes, Trains and Automobiles was released in the USA on the 25th of November 1987. And so this week, we're looking at the top 10 UK charts for the week commencing the 22nd of November 1987. At number 10, it's a massive climb of 15 places for the Proclaimers and Letter from America. At number 9, it's a climb of 2 places for Whitesnake and Here I Go Again, 1987. At number 8, climbing 6 places from last week's 14, it's Alexander O'Neill and Criticize. 
And at number seven, falling two places from last week's number five, it's Nina Simone and My Baby Just Cares For Me. It's a non-mover at number six for Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes, I've Had The Time Of My Life. And at number five, climbing four places from last week's number nine, it's Whitney Houston and So Emotional. It's a static top four this week, so last week's number four is this week's number four, it's The Communards and Never Can Say Goodbye. Last week's number three is this week's number three, it's Rick Astley and Whenever You Need Somebody. It's a non-mover at number two for George Harrison and Got My Mind Set On You. And last week's number one is this week's number one, it's Tapao and China In Your Hand. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 22nd of November, 1987. I'm going to say it again. What a Top 10. I think that's my favourite Top 10 so far. Why is that then? I don't know. Rick Astley? No, no, no. But it was, it was really, really good. <laughs> yeah, here I go again. I How freaky that. The, the dude that I just... Yeah. Alexander O'Neill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, time of my life. I never can say goodbye. What a tune that is. <laughs> Exactly. I don't, I don't, what was that? <laughs> I, just, I just made noise. I liked it, though. I liked it. <laughs> Outside the number 10, then let's have a look. Uh, you got Maxi Priest. Some guys have all the luck. Uh, you win again, the Bee Gees. Love in the first degree. Banana Barcelona. Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé. Bloody hell. Build the House Martins. Faith, George Michael. Little Lies. Free- Fucking hell, what a chart. Not just, do you realise how freaky that is? Oh, and at number 26, there ain't nothing like shagging by the Tams. Well, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> and satellite by the Hooters. <clears throat> Love it. <laughs> So, it, also, so you say it was released on the 22nd of November. Uh, th- this is the chart for the week commencing the 22nd of November. Was the yeah. film released the 22nd? It was on, on the 25th. Oh, I was going to say, that's really freaky, because this episode gets mm-hmm. released on the 22nd of November. Ooh, see, there's a bit Ooh. of synergy there. We don't just throw these fucking things together, guys. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I was supposed to see that we planned it. Uh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so there we go. Planes, trains and automobiles then. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I loved it again. Yeah? I mean, I, I grew up watching this. I've always been a big John Candy fan. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I, when, when I watched it last, last night, I, I cried. Did you? <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Really? It's, it's that performance from Candy. He really, right. he, I think he brings so much to that role that I just... Yeah, I, I cried at the end, and I, I, yeah. and I felt like I'd been on quite a journey, and I think... I anal- Well, yeah, I mean, you've gone all the way from New York. <laughs> to- but I analysed it more than I would normally. I think I was being trying to be a bit more critical, but okay. yeah, I, I had a good time. What are, you, what are your initial impressions? Um, right, where do I start? Um, uh, I'd only seen this film once before, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think I'd seen it all the way through, because it bored me shitless. Okay. If I'm honest. Uh, so... Uh, I wasn't really looking forward to it. And a lot of the faults I still have with it the first time I tried to watch it are still there for me. Okay. But I enjoyed it. On the whole, I enjoyed it. Oh, that's the result. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying immensely. No, no, but, but um, if you I, got something out of I it, didn't at least it. you got through it. <laughs> exactly. I didn't hate it. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's yeah. that's better than I was expecting it, if I'm really? honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still don't rate Steve Martin mm. and I know I'm going to be called a heathen for saying that well I will certainly get into that because I've got a lot of thoughts about this and, mm-hmm. I, and I really I, I sat after watching it and I was really really analysing everything about it right. more so than I would normally last mm-hmm. night so yeah I'm looking forward to getting into it proper okay well um, let's go deeper into it Okay, as regular listeners will know, at this point in the podcast, Matt has a challenge to uh, give us the synopsis of the film in as many seconds as the film has minutes. So, Matthew, how long was the film? It was one hour, 33 minutes. One hour, 33. So you have one minute, 33 seconds to give us the synopsis of the film. Are you ready? I am. Let's have the jingle. And if you're ready, let's go. Neil wants to get home to Chicago from New York for Thanksgiving, but our adventure starts with him trying to get a cab and tripping over a trunk belonging to Del Griffith. He manages to get a cab, but it's accidentally taken by Del Griffith. At the airport, he bumps into Del, and on the flight, his first-class ticket is not assigned a seat, and he ends up in coach with Del Griffith. After the flight is forced to make a landing in Wichita, Neil finds himself sharing a room with Del, and the unlikely duo gets slung back together. 
After being robbed while asleep and not having sexy time, they end up on a train which breaks down. Neil tries to rent a car, but it, it's gone. Uh, he ends up sharing it with Dell, and the car catches on fire. They end up bonding at a hotel that night, but unfortunately the next day, the police impound the burnt car, leaving the guys to get to Chicago in the back of a cheese truck. Finally, at a station, the men part way, but something isn't sitting quite well with Neil. The things that Dell said to him during their adventure doesn't ring true. He goes back into the station to find Dell sat there, and Dell explains that his wife died eight years ago. Now, I'm not crying. You're crying. Neil takes Dell home for Thanksgiving, as we remember that every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy bastard. <laughs> so just remind us, how long was the film? 133. Okay, so you had one minute, 33 seconds. You did it in, drum roll. One minute, 13 seconds. 20 seconds under again. Ah, uh, well, what can I say? Yeah, we're going to have to uh, review this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to get too pissed. It's fine. Okay, you I'll, know. I'll add a little drinky period. But you are hammering me every week with the quiz. Well, we'll see. This is one of your favourite films. I'm not sure. I'm not confident tonight. I wouldn't say it's one of my favourites, and I've no. not watched it in a Definitely long not time, one of mine. actually. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, so, um, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Mm. Yeah. Um, should we just rip it to pieces, then, I suppose? Let's tear it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, like you said, we start in, in the, uh, the boardroom. Yeah, the advertising exec. Mm-hmm. Uh, Typical sort of, again, we've said it before, 80s yuppie mentality, uh, one-upmanship. Mm-hmm. The guy who sells, he says, you know, $25 for a, for a taxi. Well, if you pay $25, oh. you give me 50 if you, if, if, you know, if you're willing to pay 50 you'll give me 75 uh, Little fuckers. Yeah, there's that. And the race with Kevin Bacon, though. It's nice little cameo. I'd completely forgotten about that. Maybe he didn't even register it the first it's time. Kind of, it's kind of, he cameos twice in the film, kind of. Does he? Mm-hmm. Where's the second place? Well, this, so as usual, we'll jump about. So when... Neil's wife's at home watching a film. Yeah. She's watching. Oh, she's yes. She's having yeah, a baby. Yeah. Which, which hadn't been released at yeah, that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did see that and uh, watched a little documentary thing or whatever it was. Yeah. I, what I had noticed as well was um, that I'd completely forgotten that in that chase, uh, he trips over Dell's case, which is the first right. time that Dell has impeded his trip. <laughs> yeah, it's the start of their, their relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a John Hughes film. As we know, Love Chicago John. features again in a John Hughes film, and there's so many John Hughes isms. Um, I guess what, his, yeah. his, his isms is also his um, sort of rep company are in the film. Yeah, and the, but the thing is, there's so much to like about the film, mm-hmm. but for me, it just doesn't hold together very well. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do this in a bit, but just as a, like a little overview, it, it just the whole doesn't work. If it, it's not the sum of its parts for me, I think. I mean, you've done a bit of research on it. Mm-hmm. it. It was meant to be much longer as well. A lot was yes, cut from sorry. this. Like a, well, Steve Martin says it was originally a four-hour cut, mm-hmm. wasn't there? But uh, another people said it, they yeah. were, it was a three-hour cut. Yeah. So I mean, that's still be. a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, watching it, I thought there was uh, it was it was too long for what was actually there anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't think there was enough action or or, or adventure in it to fill the the hour and thirty-three minutes anyway. So God knows what it would have been like for four hours or three hours. Oh, wow. I. I got a bit pissed off with Steve Martin last night. Okay. So, because his first attack on Dell is brutal. But he does deserve it. Does he? He's fucking annoying. He is annoying, but then look at it from Dell's point of view. He's like, do you know what? I did say that you could come and stay in this room. I've, I've actually tried to help you, and you're the one... Yeah, okay, maybe... I did spill beer on your side of the bed, and which comes out of nowhere. I think that's probably a deleted scene. Well, you'd hope so, because because I, I was sort of half watching. I was, <laughs> I, I, it was my turn to cook the roast dinner today, so I was peeling potatoes whilst watching the film. Okay, jeez, that's an insight into our lives, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, I was peeling, and it's like I'm sorry about the beer, blah blah blah. I was like, what? What? Did I miss what something? So yeah. I, had to, I had to rewind it. Go, no, it's not there. And then afterwards, when I did the the whole documentary stuff, and like, ah, okay. But that that tirade he goes on. I, I hated Steve Martin. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I'm not. I'm indifferent with Steve Martin. I've watched him over the years. I think he's fine. We'll talk about him more in the casting. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, his rant at, at John Candy, <laughs> how dare he? <laughs> but John Candy is so fucking annoying in this film. He's selfish. He's um, he's annoying. He's irresponsible. He, yes, he cares. He's got a big heart. He's got a really big heart. But you know, I, I would be exactly like. Steve Martin. You'd be grumpy. I, I cannot believe I would, that. Uh, yeah. 
How fucking dare you? <laughs> and also, he, he, he's a fucking freeloader. It's as simple as that. Hey, he let Steve Martin pay so he wouldn't mm, feel guilty. Exactly. Nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking little shitbag. <laughs> but, you know, taking nothing away from John Candy, the man was, was awesome. I love him to bits. Yeah. But this film for me, it's, it's not my favourite Candy performance. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and we'll talk more about them again later, but that end, that, that whole... That that moment for me when you know when you get that realization and you're like the man's just lonely you know he's mm. really lonely yeah uh, my my well let's talk about that when we get there okay not, yeah so <laughs> so yeah we're in New York he's there on the, he has the race with Kevin Bacon doesn't get the taxi doesn't get the other taxi falls over blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, ends up in the airport uh, and then like I say on the plane without why the fuck if he's bought a first class ticket. Does he not get a first-class seat? I think mm, he didn't miss his first plane, did he? He actually did make that. It was delayed, yeah. But it, it was, was delayed. Del- yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe he was being a complete... Uh, they, they obviously had bumped oh, him. Oh, sold it. But he, he's got a habit of being very nasty to... He is a miserable fuck. I mean, he's got a rod so far up his fucking ass, it's almost coming out of his teeth. Well, this is it. And, and the, he must be pissing off the, the people at the ticket desk. He's, he's obviously pissing everybody off. Yeah, you piss me off. <laughs> So but, uh, that's I mean, probably why. But still, you know, if you paid for a first class seat, you should get a first class seat. Don't oversell the fucking flight. You know it's Thanksgiving. So I'm going on the rant now. So right thing is, Darren, you can always go home and they'll refund the difference. Mm. <laughs> but I suppose if we did sit in first class, then, you know, unless the plane crashed, we wouldn't get them back together again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you've got John Candy's curtain ring, shower curtain ring salesman. And also, did you clock the guy next to him in the plane? I did. From yeah. Home Alone. From Home Alone. Yeah. yeah, the 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 husband. Oh, she's got plenty at, of again, dangly at earrings at the airport. Yeah, yeah, at the airport. Please. From a mother to a mother. Does does that guy just live at the airport? I think just must. thinking they're going to be filming something soon. <laughs> they're going to be filming. There's bound to be another John Hughes right. film. We need an airport actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I clocked that. And I like the stuff on the plane. It's quite funny. Um, his wife's fit. Oh, yeah. She's very well beautiful, isn't she? Yeah. That's something that, I, that was quite prevalent to me last night was um, how connected we all are nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, because if, if planes, trains and automobiles, uh, apparently they're looking at a remake, but we'll talk about that. How easy it would be for him to, to text or call his wife. But exactly. actually, there's no communication. She has to wait until he phones her. She has no idea where he is. And that, Crazy. that, that, that that's a that would be a different dynamic if they did it nowadays. It's, it's, a, it's a foreign country now, isn't it? It's 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 just so alien. Mm. It's bizarre, but it, it's how it was. I can't think about. I mean, because now even if you lost your phone, you go and buy another. You exactly. do something. You everything's backed up. So the problems that happened to them actually were really eighties problems. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't report into base, nobody knew where you were. Simple as that. But uh, yeah, so they end up in uh, Wichita. See, I, another thing for me as well, they, 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 just a little thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out if he was called Griffin or Griffith. I think it's Griffith. It is Griffith. Yeah. Um, you know, I went back and had a look at the card and stuff, but they stumble over the, the Griffith bit so much. Like, Did she get his name right? Did maybe, she... maybe it's because you were peeling potatoes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't peel potatoes for an hour and a half. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> I, mean, I like potatoes as much as the next man, Darren. Mm, but... Good potatoes, good potatoes. So yeah, they end up in the hotel room. And um, I don't know. It's just something about him. It's the freeloading aspect that I don't like. I think that, that winds me up. And the fact he's really selfish. You know, all the towels on the floor of the bath. Just leaving him a flannel to dry himself with. You literally have put yourself in Steve Martin's position, haven't you? And kind of gone, oh, I'd be so angry. Oh, you oh, selfish little so fucker. <laughs> Getting popcorn or whatever it is all over the bed and then spilling beer, <laughs> smoking in the room, which winds me up anyway. But, but uh, yeah, no, I think I in think this they respect, should remake it. I think you need to be opposite somebody. Like You need to be the Steve Martin character. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah, I'd go for the fucking jugular. But I do think, in, in respect of the film, I think he's justified in saying to him what he says. I just think he does tear him down a little bit too much. But he needs, but it, you know, it, it bounces off. It reflects. He doesn't really get it because the next morning he's back to being the same old selfish twat of himself. Well, and they did get robbed. I mean, a lot happened to them. Yeah, I mean, how? I mean, it's, it's, it's all very well and good sleeping heavily, but he made a fucking hell of a noise getting into the room. Yeah, he did. And the, the, in fact, the one thing that I uh, I really don't agree with what is when John Candy actually did use his credit card to exactly up. that was that well, was, that was yeah I mean and that's come up later in the film is it for the car but he says you know I was going to pay you back even though you know by that point you'd part a company you still used his card bastard but anyway from the hotel they <laughs> they go in the truck with the the the, the rednecks oh. 
But again, it's for me. It's the, it's this thing that we had with 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 uh, Blues Brothers. The comedy is forced, and that's why it doesn't come out. I mean, it should come out of the situation. The fact they're sat in the back of the, the truck and it's freezing cold. When they arrive and they're just covered in icicles on their eyebrows and, and mm. their eyes, are, it doesn't quite work. It feels forced, like I say. No. And, it, and for me, it's 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 not fun. It's not as fun as it should be. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. See, I see what you're saying, but I, no, I, I, I remembered. I was, I was laughing at right. bits like that. So I was um, when he reached for the glove and this dog popped out. I was yeah. like, What's going on there? <laughs> There's bits I'd, I'd slightly forgotten, but I don't know. I maybe I'm just under the charm of candy. Could be. Could be. Because I, I worship that man so mm-hmm. much, and I, I, I don't think he put for. And also, I was on a bit of a tangent here. Steve Martin was my age when he made that. So he was mm. 42. Yeah. And John Candy must have been when they started when when they were filming it was probably about thirty six or thirty seven. Really? Yeah. Wow, they were tough years, weren't they? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if it's because we've grown up with them. If we could be, but looking at them, I, I just like you are not forty two, man. Mm. I mean, yeah, he is a proper silver fox there already. Already, wow. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I do get charmed by Candy. He, I mean, I think this film with any other actors would be a very different film. I think mm. you would not like it. Well, okay, I think you would <laughs> yeah. not hate it. No, you'd probably hate it more than you than I do already. I don't yeah. hate I don't hate the film. I can't no, say no, I hate no. the film. But you I think you would have more of a problem with the film had it not been for these two guys. Maybe. Maybe. Well I mean we'll never know unless the remake happens. Well, um, I've got some interesting alternate castings. Oh, okay. And then we'll have a listen to those a bit later. But uh yeah. Uh, I mean there's lots of the stuff that, that, that again, going back to the eighties thing, the old the old card machines. The swipey swipeys, I love mm. those. They're, they're great. Well, it was like um, paper on top, wasn't it? And yeah. it would take an impression of the card. <laughs> you used to use those. I did when I worked in the petrol station. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean that was late nineties or mid nineties as well. So they're still around then as well. Uh, one thing that, that sort of dragged me out being the whole Chicago thing again. When you when you see the wife, I was like, is that the McAllister house? Yeah, I knew you it's asked that. so similar. It's I know it's similar. not. No. And I even had a look. And uh, to, to see, it's 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 about three kilometres away from um, where the McAllister house actually is. So I'm yeah, it's 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 not far, but um, yeah, I had to look at it as well. Yeah, because he likes those style of houses, doesn't he? Yeah. Does John Hughes? Yeah, it all just felt a little bit half-assed for me, and I think I always get the same sort of feeling with 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 uh, Steve Martin. It's it's um, he never sort of commits fully. It's it's all. I don't know. I can't really put it into words, but there's something about it that, that, that just it feels a bit half-assed. I think the only time I sort of believe it is the tantrum when he's in the in the when he, he goes to find the car and it's not in the. Oh, in the, that's in so the, John Cleese, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's um, straight out of that Faulty Towers episode where he takes <laughs> a bush and starts smacking it over the huh? bonnet of a car. Smacks a bush over. Oh, smacks yeah. a bush over a bonnet. Yeah, he's. I mean. He's really frustrated, isn't he? Yeah, and that's the only time I sort of believe him for a start. And then he goes into the into the the, the airport. Yeah, and you get the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it's just that's laboured as well. It's 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 it just so dragged out. I get it's the frustrating thing. It's that that sort of the way he's playing it is dirty fucking dirty dirty fucking dirty. But it doesn't go anywhere. It's 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 so flat. It stays on the same level all the way through. And for me, that, that's I, I just I don't know. I mean, that's that's cool, man. I I love the fucking scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, her. <laughs> that's her... in most films. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, yeah, her, yeah, her reaction. She's. It's I mean, priceless. but also she's the worst person like to be faced with when you've just had that. <laughs> you've walked across a runway. You've you've across a freeway as well. You walk in and she's going gobble 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 <laughs> on the phone and like and it's that little. She put a finger up like, hang on a second. Yeah. It's like, and then the pen. Oh, well, I think oh. she does the pen thing in Ferris Bueller's as well with the hair. Yeah. Well, she, no, she's always pulling pens out of her hair, isn't she? It's just so like that. <laughs> But again, another um, John Hughes alumni. Rep. Yeah. Yeah. You have obviously going back to that. You have the dad um, at the beginning in, yeah. in, in the other rep, and you have got the teacher who's the guy who says about the flight being cancelled and smiles and smiles. Your flight's cancelled. Smile. <laughs> Fucker. But yeah, I mean, I, I like it, and I, and I think that scene could have been so much better. So much better. Um, again, like I said before, I maybe don't have the right to say that, but it's just my opinion. Uh, it doesn't quite work for me. Okay. Uh, the cast, I mean, yeah, the, him getting punched and dragged up by his bollocks. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and then you got the squeaky voice. The obvious squeaky voice. It's, it's all a bit too... Uh, yeah, I mean, it is funny. Yeah. But it goes on too long. Okay. The car? The car. Again... <sighs> 
it's just so much padding for me. The bit where where Mark, the, the the bit with the fucking seat going up and down, up and down. Yes, it's funny. Get on with it. Uh, and then when Steve I wish Martin... you hadn't been peeling potatoes when you watched this. <laughs> I'd finished by that point. Uh, and then when Steve Martin's asleep and he's driving and and, and he he sings along to the mess around, uh, do the mess around. Yeah. Fucking hell. You're just doing the same thing over and over. How do they make this fucking thing last four hours? That's crazy, though. The the, the sort of weird reference about that, the mess around. Mm -hmm. Ray Charles. Yeah. And they, John Candy and Ray Charles, were both in Blues Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like a weird world going on. Weird world, crazy. But yeah, it's just... uh... Just goes on too long for me. I think it's just that whole. It's bit. an hour and thirty-three. No, that whole scene. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> each individual bit is too long. It's too dragged out, and it's um, it's not enough there to fill the. The, the, the time for me. Do you know it was meant to be directed by somebody else? Yeah, but didn't he mm. want to work with Steve Martin? Yeah, yeah. John Hughes wanted to work with Steve yeah. Martin, but then he gave the guy who was meant to, I can't remember his name, uh, that was meant to be working on this, The Great Outdoors, which again is John Candy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd. We need to do that one, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. You've never seen it, have you? I don't think I have, no. <gasps> oh. Oh. All right. Yeah, right over there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, having, having, a, having a crisis. <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> yeah okay yeah so there's yeah so you but you didn't hate it that's I didn't that's hate a win it. for me but for me again just things take too long the, the whole fag being thrown out the window and on the back seat and the car doesn't burst into flames for about half an hour it's good well i mean it's not but you know what i mean it's i've done so, that oh yeah me too yeah it's terrifying isn't it i mean yeah. well mine didn't go on the back seat um when i was a smoker it went right down the back of my t-shirt yeah yeah i've done i've done both and it was the first time i think i was driving dad's car I'd had a fag in it, flicked it out the window, and it went into the back seat. Right. <laughs> um, and the second time was my own car, and like you say, went down the back of my my, my back. Yeah. So driving, leaning forward, <laughs> burning think, the fuck. I think even once I went to throw it out, but the window was closed. <laughs> Burnt my fingers. <laughs> Oh, the worst one for anyone who's, who's ever been a smoker out there is when uh, the cigarette gets stuck to your lips Ooh. and you've got to take it out of your mouth, but you just drag your fingers along to the end and it just sits on the, the burning bit. Yeah. yeah. Good days of smoking, oh, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, I, I so miss it. <laughs> <laughs> but a plus point for this, they make uh, the USA look amazing. Yeah, The train it does journey. Look, yeah. the, the whole place looks, looks Gorgeous, and then it's covered in snow and all that. Love it. I really want to go and see it in, in the winter. Well, that's it. I mean, for me, it's yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a preface to a Christmas film, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's it 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 is good. Yeah, I don't know. I just there's something just charming about it. I don't know whether it's because I loved it when I was um, when I was younger. It's not a film I know incredibly well, so you, you're actually quite safe on the quiz because I haven't I haven't watched it in a while. But right. it was so nice to revisit it. Yeah, you're right. It looks gorgeous. It looks great, and and I, I have to say the scene where they get drunk together in the in the final Charming. hotel. I really liked it. And it was like, this is more genuine. It's real. It's, it, this is what I yeah. want to see. And um... and he, they did that thing. And I thought about you and I, because we've got drunk together so many times. Wow. It's, it's, it's the point where John Candy just opens the door just to laugh. Yeah. And we've done that. We've like, been about to go to the toilet. So we just open the door and you're laughing at what the other person said. And that's all you've done. You've opened the door just to laugh. Just and you shut it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that, that yeah that scene for me really lifted the whole movie. It's yeah, like, this is what it's about. This is this is what I want to see more of. And I I kind of because of that I bought them becoming friendlier. You know. Yeah, I didn't buy the the whole dead wife thing. If I'm oh. honest, it just seems shoehorned in. Like I say, maybe it's there's there's more in the longer cut. But you get him looking at the picture and talking to her. So I I had the idea because mm-hmm. uh, I say I'd either not watch it all through or, or I didn't. I just didn't know. Or I'd chosen to forget whatever. But uh, so I had the idea he was talking to. Or I thought, oh, maybe they're actually divorced. They're not together anymore. So when he just dropped the bomb that actually she died eight years before, I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. Um... And then they forget about it. It's all over and done within 30 seconds. And they're walking along the street with a fucking trunk that keeps disappearing and reappearing. Yeah. I, I, it, it... I must say, as soon as he started saying about, I haven't been home in years, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's been dead, and I just, I welled up. I was like, I saw the pain, because you know, he, he's, for me, he's a, a very emotive actor, is mm-hmm. Candy, and when he said that, it didn't need a lot more than that for me. I just I just started to well up, and I was just, you know, I'm not crying, I'm not crying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not following the performances there. I just didn't buy it in terms of the script. I thought it was too, I think could have done a little bit more, to, uh, and, uh, you know, Martin should try to to, to to needle it out of him a bit and then 
it was revealed rather than just maybe yeah it's been dead eight years oh. well maybe it was longer and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the studio went maybe. for fuck's sake guys it's it's nearly two hours isn't it? yeah it's, well no it's not it's an hour and 33 exactly yeah. you don't want a little bit more but um so yeah the, the, there's lots of good things in it there's lots of repeated ideas in, in home alone as well um i can't think of any offhand now but i remember thinking oh well, there's little things like um, the skeletons when they're going through the middle of the trucks. Oh, yes. Well, that's Home Alone 2, isn't it? The, 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 when the, uh, is it Marv, I think, in Home Alone 2? When he touches something electric and you and just... He, yeah, he yeah. turns skeleton. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was stupid as well. The whole devil thing and the, and the, the skeletons and... Yeah, why not? Maybe I shouldn't have had vodka when I was watching it because I just, <laughs> I had a great time, man. Maybe I should have had vodka. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to both love each film. But no, exactly. And it would be just... boring if we, if we did. But yeah, I'm taking away the fact you didn't hate it, which is great. I hated bits of it. Um, I thought some of the comedy was just silly. The stuff with the, 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 the nails, <laughs> nails. In, the, in the car dashboard. Brilliant. Crap. <laughs> silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Great soundtrack. Yeah. But yeah, on the whole, it's, 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 there's a lot there to like. But as I say, for me, it just doesn't hang together. Well, maybe. Hmm. Well, we won't get a director's cut. Maybe there'll be some sort of studio cut or something like that. <laughs> a four-hour studio cut. Yeah, why not? I'd watch it. Every time you go. On that note, <laughs> let's have a little break. Yeah, we'll, we'll cast next. That would take five minutes. Well, there aren't many. No, there's not, is there? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, see you in a bit. This month's special Patreon episode is available now. This week, we are going to be uh, looking at some favourite songs. The year we're looking at is 1981. It's been very, very hard. I just want you to edit it so you've just gone, (laughs) it's very hard. That's one of your top five songs of the whole fucking year. And what a drum solo. Yeah. And it's one of those songs that when I do, it's guaranteed to get people up on the floor dancing. See, this is going to be a 30, 40 minute advert for Darren Darren, the ultimate 80s tribute. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, did you say something? Nothing. No. Yeah. It's a montage song. You make my dreams come true. Put off the top spot by what the matter you, hey, girl. And, uh, I mean, that's a fucking injustice. I mean, the one I always put on the list, I'd said to Darren earlier, was Rabbit by Chaz and Dave. <laughs> so there we are. Those are our top fives from 1981. All 80s Adventure Patreon special episodes are available via subscription from the website patreon.com slash 80s Adventure. Or check out 80sadventure.co.uk for further details. And we're back. Yes, we are. Part two tonight of uh, our look at planes, trains and automobiles or PTs and A's. PTs and A's. <laughs> the cast then. Yeah. So before we get into the cast, I do have Ooh. a couple of alternatives. Nice. Now, again, this is internet sourced, so could be true. Maybe bullshit. Yeah. Um, apparently Hughes wanted Tom Hanks for the role of Neil Page. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, right? Oh, I would have preferred that, yeah. I know you would, I know you would. And Travolta for Del Griffin, or Griffith, sorry. (laughs) See? (laughs) Yeah, you see, even I made the mistake there. Uh, No. No, uh, apparently, yeah, they didn't have Hanks because he was busy with Big, and they didn't want Travolta because he was box office poison at the time, apparently. Yeah, I never got that, never got that. The only other one I found was John Goodman considered for Del Griffith. That I can see, because they are... Sort of interchangeable to a point. Yeah, I've always loved John Goodman as well. Yeah, uh, but those okay. those are the ones I found. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, do we start with the, the the big two? Yes. Yeah. Elephant in the room. Then where? What's it called? Yeah. Steve Martin. Now yes. you've never been a fan of his. <sighs> See that that seems really unfair to say I've never been a fan because I appreciate what he does. I appreciate he's very popular. Uh, and and I don't know. I've never just I've just never got it. I mean, it's as simple as that. Okay. I've watched his stand-up. I find him over the top and not particularly funny. I've watched his films. And apart from things like Little Shop of Horrors and Roxanne, I don't find him funny. He's, I mean, he's more of the straight man in this than most of his other yeah, films. Yeah, And to, to start with, uh, I was thinking, actually, yeah, 
This is good. I like this. This is a lot more what I wanted to see. It's that yeah. sort of there is a real contrast, but it's when I don't know. I just don't find him one hundred percent believable. Okay, I I hated him at the beginning of this, right? Because I thought his character was too harsh. I thought they okay. pushed it too far. Obviously, the scene we talked about in mm-hmm. the last section, um, and then then as it went on, and yeah, the, the walls were breaking down, and him and Dell were getting on, and and you saw a, you saw a character development from, yeah. for me. That's what I loved about this and that's why i think it was actually very very well done mm. yeah i think the, the i get the whole character development thing and it's, it's obvious that was the, the intention they were going for but i just don't think it went far enough it's it's he's there's no again epiphany moment we've talked about those sort of things before yeah uh, and that for me wasn't there um and it didn't change enough he, he's still that sort of self-obsessed not self-obsessed but that sort of yuppie thing of, of uh, making money working in the city being a or wherever it is he works I think he's on a, a trip actually to, to New York isn't he yes um, so he, he's still very much that, that, that money making that's what he lives for uh, and uh I think there should have been more of a journey. I fucking hate that word. But there should have been more of a character development for him, and I don't think it was there. For me, it was there. Mm. Uh, because I was. it was different than I remember it when I watched it last night, and he was harsher at the beginning than I ever remember him being. Mm. And he just proceeded to get worse and worse. But then he did start to lighten up when he just he started to get on with Dell. And as you said, that, that moment where they, they, they share some drinks, mm-hmm. beautiful, really yeah. nice. And then after that, that whole realisation of, oh, Actually, what he, what he's saying is not ringing true, and for him to go back, yeah, and then take him home. But you know, after they sat down and eaten their turkey and stuff, he'll be back to work the next day or whatever it is, a few days later, and he'll be back to being a, a twat again. Well, one can hope not, because it's nearly <laughs> Christmas then after then, mm. and therefore a Christmas epiphany. Yes, maybe. Uh, okay, uh, Candy. Yes, well, we've, we've talked about it before, haven't we? In, in Blues Brothers, such a waste. But yeah, it's a real shame. A real shame. He, he he's such a a funny guy, a warm character in everything he does. In this, he's fucking annoying. But uh, he's, he's that sort of Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin sort of character, but not quite likable enough, right, to be that. Um, but yeah, John Candy as an actor, you can't just you can't fail to love him. No, that's it. No matter what he's saying, no matter what he's doing. Yeah, I still loved him. And for me, he's the real heart of this film. And mm-hmm. th- that's what I... Th- maybe that's my... As I said earlier, my rose-tinted glasses on this is John Candy because he is just phenomenal. I think he's better in other films. Um, but that's obviously just my opinion. Um, like I say, in terms of, 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 of the actor, John Candy, I, I love him. Absolutely love him. Let's raise a glass. Okay, okay. Goodness me. I, I can't believe how long it's been. 26 years he's been gone. Is it that long? Wow. Sad. Very sad. Uh, Susan Page? Lila Robbins? Or Layla? Lila? I'd I'd say Layla, but I I don't know. Um, Doesn't really do much. Sort of... um, Does convey that, as we said earlier, that whole, you know, world without mobiles. Mm -hmm. The wife at home waiting for... But, you know, she's great. She's likeable. She's she's the mother. Mm -hmm. She's worried about her husband. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know from... from, uh, much else I didn't instantly recognise and go oh yeah I remember her <laughs> I mean there, there are as you say there is um, there are some notable alumni here from other John Hughes films oh, apparently she's in The Boys is she? Mm. oh yeah yeah she is oh there we go oh she's The Handmaid's Tale oh she's, she's done a lot of uh, TV stuff recently then so yes um, and Quantico says loves Quantico <laughs> yes yeah, so Hughes alumni his little mm. rep company. Uh, Edie McClurg from... Uh, <laughs> it's great. She always gets the... the, the well, I mean, for, in fact, she's not really a cameo. She's there all the time. But she always plays the same sort of character. Uh, she's great. Uh, she's really funny. Apparently they were on set one day. Uh, I think it was must have been doing something else. Um, right. is, this, is, this, is this pre-Ferris? Uh, it's going to be around the same time. I think Ferris was 87 as well. Offhand, I, I, I can't remember. Um. And John Hughes got her to read that scene out loud, like both parts. She got a call a couple of months later saying, yeah, we'd like you for Planes, Trains and Automobiles. She was like, oh, that's what I was doing. I was auditioning Uh, for that, was I? Okay. Uh, Ferris was 86. Right. Okay. So they must have been working on that when, yeah. yeah. Nice. Perfect for the part. What's he called? The the, the announcer. Uh, Actually, his name. So he was from Ferris, clearly. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah. Anybody. 
anybody. <laughs> but he was he was brought into Beulah, wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't even meant to make that cut. Was he uh, not? No, no, but we'll, we'll get into that when we get into Ferris, mm-hmm. I guess. Right, okay. Ben Stein. I ben guess. Stein, yes. Ben Stein. Bueller. Bueller. Anybody? He's, he's great. Again, very much the uh, same sort of character in, in everything I've seen him in. Perfect for the part. Perfect, indeed. Yeah. Uh, also, the state trooper, then. Yes. Yeah. He's been in so, so much. So much. I mean, the minute he turned up, I was like, oh my God, it's it's him. Yeah. Michael McKean. Yeah. Uh, God, he could be here all day listening to everything he's been in. And uh, he, I saw an interview with him about this film. His role, it was a bit bigger. Okay. And they cut scene. Apparently, the whole scene they cut was, well, they were still in the car and he told them they'd overshot Chicago by 100 miles yes. or something like that. Yeah, I saw something about that. I mean, how? How do you do that? Well, <laughs> well, you just missed the signpost, probably. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's done so much. He, he, I remember him from Spinal Tap, uh, which is a great film. See, I, I've been watching him recently in Better Call Saul. Okay, don't know that. Very good, very good. Bob Odenkirk, and yeah, he's uh, he's he's great. I think he's in Better Call Saul. Yeah, of course he's Charles McGill. That's it. Yeah, I mean, he popped up in Friends and Brady Bunch movie and New Adventures of Superman. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't like that sort of thing, do you? No, no, no. But no. the fact is, the the fact that they did, you know, uh, Kevin Bacon even cameoed in this because yeah. he's like, look, I just want to do something with with John Hughes. So I said, whatever you're going to do next, put me in it, and he did. Yeah. I wonder, was he playing Kevin Bacon though? Uh, I mean, he's credited well, as taxi racer. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'd probably put a bet on it being not Kevin Bacon. It'd be nice though if he danced around the cars, jumped over the top. Yeah, but again, it's it's. I mean, the the, the movie is, is more about all of them, isn't it? Or, or the two yeah, of them, the two, um, and everyone else. It's not even second or third fiddle it's fourth, fifth, sixth you get people that pop up and um, I mean there's, there's another guy as well and it's it's the guy at the um, at the first motel whatever his name is but he's another alumni He, I think he was in Ferris for something as well and I can't right. remember offhand and Ferris's dad as you mentioned earlier and Ferris's dad who pops up at the, at the, at the very beginning in the uh, the boardroom so yeah I mean there's not really that much to touch on in terms of, of the cast you, you've got people like um, the son of the friend who drops them to the airport you know <laughs> oh, I hate it! Like, oh god, that chewing tobacco bit is so oh, gross. It's, it's horrible, and the, the snorting and the spitting. And I'm just, <laughs> all right, mate. I'm trying to eat pizza here. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, it's not pleasant, is it? It's funny to a point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, oh no, no, you put your case down. She can get it. She's she's small, but she's strong. <laughs> The baby came out sideways and she didn't even scream. Yeah. So, so there are plenty of characters, but they pop in for maybe one or two lines and that's it. Yeah. It's, uh, it is just a, it is a vehicle for these two leads. And Yeah, and maybe things were, were, were different in... Um, a longer cut. In the longer cut, yeah. Uh, but obviously, the, I've got to say about Bill Irwin again. Mm-hmm. The man on the plane. Yeah. He was also in Home Alone at an airport. At an airport. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, didn't you see all like the the the, the people that he sells ear, earrings? Yes, <laughs> uh, that Which, was funny. See, I like yeah, I like that bit as well. It shows off, you know, Dell as a salesman, uh, and, and 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 it's funny. Oh, it's um, it's that bit when he's trying to get into the second motel, and he says, "No, but I have two dollars and a Casio," <laughs> and the fact that he takes his watch off and then slides Drags it across along his wrist. <laughs> in mean, a Dell boy fashion. That's I mean, that's funny, isn't yeah. it? It's it's a Casio, and he just. <laughs> Yeah. It's little things like that that, that really, yeah. You know, that's why you fall in love with John. Mm, I mean, I, I want that Casio. <laughs> Who doesn't want a Casio at the moment? I'd settle for the two dollars, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a nice cast. There's nobody that's offensive or anything. They all do their jobs, and I particularly, you know, I love the two leads, mm-hmm. and especially the late great John Candy. Yeah, I won't argue with that. So. um I'll tell you what, how about we take another break and we come back and this is the week, Dad, so I can feel it. I'm gonna you feel it. I'm gonna pull it back on the quiz. Well, you, you need to do something, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Wowzers. What's going on? Are you alright, Daz? I'm so cold. Why are you so cold? I've lost my favourite Def Leppard t-shirt. 
oh, oh, if only I knew somewhere else to buy another T-shirt. Do you know what, Darren? It's funny you should say that because we now have 80s Adventure T-shirts. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is head over to 80sadventure.com, click shop and see what we have on offer. It's a way of supporting the show and there's also some fun designs with a lovely 80s feel. Uh, 80s Adventure T-shirts? Oh, uh, I'm going to go to the shop right now. Bye! Darren, it's an online shop. And we're back. Yes, we are. The final part tonight of our look at planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. That's meant to be a train going past, oh. maybe. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was Santa flying over us. Oh, yeah. Well, that's close. That'll be soon. That'll be soon. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. The music to this uh, film. To, to this. Well, you, you had to pause before <laughs> film. Film. There's some uh, There's some good tunes in there. There's some great tunes. And actually, I, I think the score itself, uh, I think it was Ira Newborn, if I, if, if I remember rightly. Um, who we, we've encountered sort of before in uh, Blues Brothers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's good. And again, there was another. What was it? What was the phrase we, we, we you, you you found before? A music supervisor or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one for this film as well. Was so maybe there? that became a thing after a certain date. I don't know. That was cocktail, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a music supervisor for <sighs> yes, cocktail, which was eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe at a certain point, in, yeah. Uh, please write in and, and remind us if we're wrong. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, there, was, there was a music supervisor, whatever the, the, the title was. But Ira Newborn was responsible for the actual original score. And uh, there's a bit there. Again, it's, it's uh, like the other films. It, it's, um, it relies more on um, songs or adaptations of, of, of songs. Uh, and I like it. I really like the score. The score works really well. The only... Uh, it's my turn to sort of kind of go. Mm. Oh, here we fucking go. Yeah. Jesus. Put the only thing away. I was is I I I thought in my head, and I knew it before I watched it this time. You thought in your head. No, but in my head, I thought that the every time you go away was the the Paul Young version. Oh, okay, right. And I remember watching it last time I watched it. and went, oh, how come they maybe could they not afford it mm. or something like that? I don't think he sang it originally anyway, but I, I know what you mean. But his was such a big version in the eighties. Yes, yeah, it's an iconic song in the eighties. Probably still is now for our generation. And do you know what? I must have watched this film quite a lot as a kid because every time I hear the beginning of every time you go away, when it's about to be where the doorbell gets rung, I know when that is. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite sad. Yeah, but, but yeah, it yeah. might be one of those films that I must have had on repeat or something as a kid. Probably, it's really got, got into my psyche. Yeah, I didn't I know there's a music supervisor though. Okay, you should have done your research, Matt. That's oh, I let you deal with the music. <laughs> that's that's your department, Darren. So anyway, back to the music rather than the bitching. Uh, yeah, you've got Ira Newborn is responsible for the original score, but then you've got lots of other things in there. Um, but the one I, I really took my surprise was a song called or a piece of music called Red River Rock. Mm-hmm. Which I remember. Uh, Where was that? It's it's, it's it's there twice. I think, from what I remember, it's the one that goes. Duh, 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 oh yeah, duh, yeah. Duh. But it's 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 not the the, the version that I know. I, I remember my parents playing it to me a lot when I was a kid. I think it was it's, Johnny. It's Johnny as they the get Hurricane into the car. Like that. Yeah, there's that, and also when they're they're legging it after the, from the hotel, they've just destroyed. Yeah. Uh, so See, that's for me, that there. sounded like Saints go marching in. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's it's a, it's an updated version of the like the, the 1950s rock and roll number that that I knew. So it was nice to hear that there. Um but there's so many other things like you say every time you go away which is a song by Daryl Hall. Right. Um but obviously Was it in Hall of Notes? As in Hall of Notes, oh, yeah. Right. Um when was the, that then? Not the 70s or I don't know. Um What do you research does? <laughs> it was written in 1980 all right, right okay. by uh, Mr. Daryl Hall so it was written in 80 then covered by Paul Young five years later probably, yeah, probably around wow. about that yeah yeah so there's, there's that but then there's lots of other things back in my baby's arms which is uh, Emily Harris um, she's great in it uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky which was one of the original songs that Elvis had a hit with okay. um, it's one of the ones they sing as they're driving along you know when the car's been burnt out yes. and there's that woman who looks like Susan Sarandon I had to rewind it they pass a car and the guy's driving and the woman comes around and says fuck is that Susan Sarandon because it was would have been that sort of thing just like a little yeah a little oh cameo God. but I don't think it was and then obviously uh, things like Meet the Flintstones <laughs> <laughs> Three coins in a fountain. Oh, that was funny. That wound me up as well. How can nobody join in with that fucking song? But I thought it was so funny that the one time he comes out of his shell, everyone's like, what? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> oh, bust. Yeah. It's like, poor fucker. Three coins in a... No, anyone? No? <sighs> Flintstones. <laughs> Meet the Flints. Apparently that was one of John Candy's favourite TV shows. That's was it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, can't, I can't argue with him on that. It's a great show. He uh, would have made a great Fred Flintstone, by the way. Who did we? Oh, that was John Goodman. Yeah, we had yes. John Goodman. Yeah. Well, was that Rick Moranis as well as Barney? Yeah. God, that's a film I've not seen for a long, long time. Then uh, I think they had the sequel where they used, I think, Mark Addy yeah. or something like that. So, uh, any, yeah. re- any relation to the woman from Neighbours? What woman from Neighbours? Wasn't, wasn't her name Addy? Helen Daniels. I don't know. Do your research. Uh, what <laughs> Neighbours? <laughs> that was from the eighties as well. Oh yes, yeah, so <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the booze is not kicked in at all. Not in the slightest. So yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of uh, different versions of songs that you know uh, or that are sort of familiar, um, and because of that, uh, I, I can't fault the soundtrack at all. I think John Hughes has always got good soundtracks, yeah. though, right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's a bit like a modern day. Well, yeah, Richard Curtis. All his films have really good music in them. But yeah. So yeah. it's that kind of, I think the director who's probably got a bit of an influence on the music, yeah. it, it just yeah. makes it a better film. And also, you know, didn't say Richard Curtis, he also has a little rep company of actors as well. Yeah, he, uses yeah, as he well. does. In fact, I'd say he's kind of like the more modern and British version of, yeah, he's, he does those yeah. sort of films. Yeah. So that's the uh, the score, really. Let us know what you think of the score of this film. Let's, well, let us know what you think of this film. Yeah. Do you agree with Matt or, or do you agree with me? Let us know your thoughts, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Or are you somewhere in between? Exactly, exactly. I think we know where we're going then, don't we? Yeah, we do. Eyes down for a full house. Okay, so as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, if you haven't, go back and listen. Uh, Previous episodes are available. And don't forget Patreon specials that are available as well. You might have heard a little uh, a little ad earlier for the the most current one. Please have a look at patreon.com 80s adventure. See, I didn't know that, but you know, yeah. you don't listen to them. What? I've been all this what? fucking work editing them all fucking week and you don't bastard No, it. I haven't listened to this one because we're just recording it. What? I meant like previous episodes oh, as well. Oh, all right, now I get you. Anywho, <laughs> I've had enough. I'm out of here. Next week, join me for Matt and Matt's 80s adventure. <laughs> Matt and Matt, 80s loving for John Candy. <laughs> the Steve Martin Appreciation Society. Yeah, you're on your own for that. <laughs> oh, man, I love you. And I can't wait Anywho. to do the Christmas films. Oh, All right. uh, so, quizzy quiz. Quizzy quiz. Uh, as I was saying... Uh, long-time listeners will know after every 10 episodes, we reset the quiz. Mm-hmm. So now episode 22, so we reset last week. Who won last week? You, you won last week. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's uh, the, <laughs> currently, it's 1-0 to me for this set of 10. Yep. Uh, who won the uh, the first two sets of... I um, believe that would be you also, Oh, okay, 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 yeah, 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 right, yeah. That's, that's nice, yeah. So... <laughs> But I'm, I'm glad you're so humble about it. <laughs> of course. I, I could not be anything other than humble. So, this week's questions then. Do you want to go first or second? Well. I can't remember what we said. Was it? I think you were odd. Is that right? you're even, yeah. So, I will go first this week. Right. Question number one. In the hotel or motel, when they're getting drunk and they're having a good time, mm-hmm. what brand of crisps are they eating? I mean, that's, that's, that's a little bit specific, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I know it's wrong because all that's in my head is Lay's, so I'm going to go with Lay's. Okay. No, I thought you might have noticed. It was Doritos. Was it? Doritos crisps. Yeah. Oh. Mm, I thought you might have noticed that. No, I didn't. I Because yeah. I paid more attention to the booze they were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm buggered there then. Okay. So um, that's one to me. Yeah, well done. Okay. Uh, question number one for you, Darren. Yes. What book is John Candy reading on the plane? If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's... Yeah. The, the Mounted Canadian, or the Canadian Mounted. I'm not going to look there because it's one of my questions. The Canadian Mounted. Final answer? Oh, yeah. Okay, mounted, Canadian, and the. Those are the three words in the title. Yeah, it was. The Canadian mounted. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't look. I didn't look. No, there we go. That's good, though. That's okay. good. Drink. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. 
when they go back to Chicago, what station does the train leave from? Yeah, um, I, I was relatively sure this was going to come up because it's got quite a long title and a yeah. slash and another mm-hmm. title. Now, fuck it, I don't know. I was convinced you'd go for that one. I, I, I did make a mental note. I thought I must go back and clock that station because that'll right. be one of Darren's questions. But unfortunately, no dice. Uh, LaSalle slash Van Buren. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't have plucked that out of obscurity. Okay. I would had Ooh. to have learned that. Um, but I, I looked at it and I was like, he's going to ask that. Because a lot of the time, the second bit was obscured. So yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to have to pause and rewind. it's quite a while, quite a while as well, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Three to me, none to you. I know. Kind of fucked right now. Um, yeah, you're doing well on this pulling back, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what is Dell's middle initial? <laughs> um, oh, this is going to be a pure guess. I guess it's on the card. That he did that is it all? It's on his trunk. Okay. Um, M. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, so close. Okay. One to you. I shall drink. Okie dokie then. Third question, as always, is a complete the quote. I'll, I'll throw it over to you. One, two, or three. Two. 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 Okay then. It's been, obviously it's between Neil and Dell. Let me close this conversation by saying that you are one unique individual. Unique? Hmm. Can you give me the context? Who says what to who? Uh, Neil says it to Dell. Right. So okay. Neil says, let me close this conversation by saying that you are one unique individual. Dell says, unique? Or is that right? Or is that your final answer? <laughs> well, I'm sure he says or unique. I don't know, something like unique or stupid or something like that. Or I don't know. Yeah. Unique. What's that? Latin for asshole. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Okay. Another one to me. I, I thought you'd whitewash this. No, I no. I, I, I don't know this as well as you think I do. Wow. Okay. Okay, well, that's that's my three questions. Uh, yeah, well, you obviously have one this week, but um, just find out, what is the taxi that takes them to the Braidwood Inn? Uh, Doobie's Taxiola. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> Got it there. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought... <laughs> I didn't look. What was the registration number? Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, fucking hell. Five, one to me. What, what, what were the other complete the quotes in uh, there? Okay. Um, what do you think the temperature is? Oh, I have no idea on that either. One. Right. That's when just before they get the frozen eyes. Um are you shared a motel room with a complete stranger? Are you crazy? And that's between uh, Neil, yeah, yeah, Neil and his wife. wife. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not yet, but I'm getting there. Okay. okay. Uh the other question I had was how many times was the uh, word fuck used in the rental car scene? <laughs> or fucking Oh no, this is in the documentary, isn't it? Uh nineteen? Eighteen, Eighteen. Apparently. Okay. I, I thought it was nineteen and then yeah, right. but yeah. Yeah. Um some of the others what's the number of the train they get from Stubville uh, nine one zero one three right there we go yeah, it was very close <laughs> very close with nine what does, what does Doobie call his mini cab the taxiola uh, what game oh, I should have asked this one what game is hang the... on why don't you ask this question and if I get this right I win no no okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> what game is the double denim kid playing at the St. Louis bus station are you sure you don't want to <laughs> absolutely positive um, spin the bottle <laughs> I don't know what game is it. I, I thought you'd clock it. It's Gallagher again. He's not. Yeah, Gallagher by Midway. <gasps> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, is that so, by Midway? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my final question was, what book is John Candy reading at the airport? Yeah, yeah. See, I, I'd have got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm really surprised and really pleased. I honestly thought it would be a whitewash to you this week. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's... no. <laughs> Just the way the cookie crumbles, I suppose. Yeah. Two, two to me now to you. No, the, the only one you got wrong this week was the middle initial. Yeah, should have noticed that. I'm slipping. <laughs> oh, well, there we go then. Right. Well, there we go. That's the quiz this week. Yeah, nice. I'm very pleased with that. I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's time for last orders then. Yeah. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. So there we go. Planes, trains and automobiles. We've done it. Um, are you pleased we did it? 
I'm very happy we did it. I, yeah. I love going back to this, and it's it, it's even better to sit down and talk about it with one of my best mates. You yeah. know, so I hear, you. I hear. You. I'm, uh, to be honest, I know it sounded really like a Debbie Downer on it, but um, I did enjoy watching it, um, and I'm glad we did it. It's not a film I rush back to watching again, but I do think I will watch it again. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I think I think I well, I definitely will watch it again. Mm. Yeah. And it's one of those that can be on in the background while you, I don't know, while you're yeah. peeling spuds or whether, no, but genuinely it's, yeah. it's one of those, if you're getting ready for Thanksgiving, you can, you can have that on, you can, yeah, you can do all Whatever that. Whatever Thanksgiving is, yeah, why not? <laughs> Just because you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just saying. Um, no, but seriously, it's, it's, it's a good film to, to a point. <laughs> For me, it just, like I said, all the elements are there and it should have been better. I think this, in terms of the, um, when we've said before about another rewrite, apparently he wrote it in, in three days over a weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And I think it does show. He does qualify that sometimes by saying, yeah, I write the, the first draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes through X amount of rewrites and stuff. So I just think this should have been, the funny bit should have been funnier, uh, <laughs> slightly less annoying. Uh, I think it should have been more. I would have preferred to see more stuff. Uh, to fill out the runtime, I want to know what you score it. It's then. just not a film for me. So therefore, let's do the score then. All right, I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. Again, surprise, surprise. I'm torn because I like the soundtrack. Uh, I like John Hughes. I love John Candy. I'm indifferent with Steve Martin, as I've said, but that's that's just me. Um, but I did enjoy watching the film up to a point. I'm going to give it a four point five. Ooh, okay. Mm. Bit low. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than um, mannequin. That's all I can say. It is better than mannequin, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go high. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go high because I, I, I think this film would be about a six, six and a half without John Candy, and he really lifts it up for me. Okay. Like really lifts it, and it, it is a film I'll probably watch more often than you will. <laughs> yeah, that's the. That's so. Definitely. And probably pay more attention to the number of the, the, the subway train and uh, which station they're at. And I'll never forget those things now. But I'm going to go eight. I have to go with an eight. Uh, okay. because, but that's just a personal love for mm-hmm. it. Not not that. So you're not being objective. You're just doing, doing I, No, I'm just I'm doing a personal love on this. Okay. I'm doing okay. a bit of a personal love because of John Candy. And how rewatchable I personally find this film. You know, um, for a lot of people, it's a beloved classic that they will watch yeah. year after year after yeah, year. Yeah. And, you know, I can see why. For me. Yeah, for I, me. I, yeah. I mean, I personally don't get it, but that's just my opinion. So there we go. Okay, so that's a 12 and a half for uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought you were going to go about five or six, but yeah, four and a half. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not mannequin levels, so uh, that's, like, that's true. That's kind of, uh, <laughs> it's true. And if I'm honest, I thought you were going to not like it as much as you did. Hmm. And I'm really surprised that you liked it as much as you did. I mean, you're not raving about it and you're no. not going to go whack it on now, but... Okay. Yay. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, it's got, it's got a charm. It's got a charm. It just, I think it could have been better. So would you watch the remake that's rumoured? Do we know anything more about... I think who... it's Will Smith. As the John Candy character, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Is this actually happening then? Um, it's it it's news. It's news from this year, right? Okay. Well, so, I mean, this year anything could fuck up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to hold my breath. And if it's in terms of this year, but um, okay, you could probably. I I think in those that team up, I would probably put uh, Will Smith as the straight man, and Kevin Hart as the annoying one. Mm. That I mean, I could see that working. Will Smith getting really frustrated. Kevin yeah. Hart being really annoying. I love Will Smith, I really do. I love Kevin Hart as well. I think they're both great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it working. And do you know what? My my thoughts on remakes are it's it's a bit like a play. You know, have a go at it. We've still got the original. If we don't like the remake, yeah, I'd just rather they weren't so fucking lazy and came up with some new ideas. Personally, but there we go. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. If it happens, then obviously we'll give it a watch. Maybe we can uh, like a little addendum to add on to the end of this episode in a couple of yeah. years. With Darren going, fucking hated it. Where's Steve oh, Martin? Shit. That was even shitter than the first one. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, let's have a little drink to uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And, yeah, uh, Mr. let's and, do it. Uh, Mr. Martin. Candy. Cheers. And uh, Mr. Hughes. So, mm. next week then. Next week, Darren. Would you like to know what next week's film is? No. All right, well, listen, join us next time. Oh, <laughs> so, let's... so, hang on, next week's film. That's going to be the end of November, isn't it? it so, it's practically Christmas. Ooh, lovely old job. 
So what should we do then? Well, I'll tell you what we'll be doing. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Here's the tagline. Yeah. 40 stories, 12 terrorists. Arabian Nights. No, no, no. 40, oh, sorry, sorry, not 40 sorry, actual yeah. stories, oh, but sorry, sorry. 40 stories is in levels of a building. Oh. 40 stories, 12 terrorists, one cop. Police Academy 7. Hey, hey, not far off. Okay. Not far off. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Stories, terrorists, and police. Yeah, what could it possibly be? Mm. Yippee! So if um, well, yeah, if, if you can't figure that out, then uh, if you check out our Facebook page on Wednesday, you'll yeah. find out exactly what next week's film is. Um, and uh, if I, not, I need to check out this Facebook page that you're talking about. Where is it? It's facebook.com forward slash eighties adventure. Okay, I'll check that out on Wednesday. You say, and then I'll find out what film it is. You'll find out what film it is okay. if you can't figure it out already. Okay. okay. <laughs> but well, listen, this has been our. I suppose our Thanksgiving-y sort of episode. Yeah, whatever that is. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this has been fun, man. I've really enjoyed talking this over with you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, please get in touch. It's always nice to hear from you. Send yep. us an email or drop us a twat, whatever it's called. Uh, Facebook message. Uh, tweets. Like yes. <laughs> And, and uh, um, that's about it, really. So we'll see you next week for 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 a film that we're we're not disclosing yet. Yeah. And uh, until then, I've been Matt, and I am Darren. Cheersy. I just think you need to be a little bit less negative. <laughs> you know, I'm still having fun. I'll just say it with a fucking face on. <laughs> right. All right, it. bitch. Okay, Biachi. <laughs> <laughs>